And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. I want to speak to you on the topic called to a life of thanksgiving. Called, anybody feel called to a life of thanksgiving? Amen. God has been so good to us. Amen. Now what I'm going to do, I'm going to put the psalm into context, Psalms 107, and then I will give an explanation and see if we can shift some application to benefit us in this time. Amen. So Psalms 107 was composed for God's people to rejoice and celebrate. When I say God's people, in context, I'm referring to the children of Israel. God had intervened to free Israel after 70 years in captivity in Babylon. You remember that? Amen. However, most of the Jews opted to stay in Babylon since their lives and families were already established. You know, their spouses had good jobs, praise the Lord. Their kids started school, amen, made new friends. And so the majority of the Israelites said, look, I'm not going back. Mm, I'm staying in Babylon. Because it's comfortable. It is difficult to uproot and go back and start over again. How many of you, you just hate starting over again? Amen. But I'll tell you, there is, there is a goal in starting over again. There is joy in starting over again. God takes this super, puts beneath your natural, and allows you to move supernaturally. Amen. So if God tells you to go back, you should go back. But they chose to stay. Amen. And that's all right. How many of you know that's all right? Because we all have a choice. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a choice. You exercise your will, and it's okay. I just pray that you exercise your will in the direction of God. Amen. Ezra chapter 2 verses 64 and 65 gives an idea as to how many of the Jews returned to Jerusalem from the entire nation. Let's read Ezra chapter 2 verse 6 and 4. I am still putting, amen, Psalms 107 into context. We're looking at the real meaning. So, Ezra chapter 2 verse 64 reads, The whole congregation together, this is the amount of people who returned, 42,303 score. 42,360 people decide, decided to return to Jerusalem. Verse 65 reads, beside their servants and their maids, of whom there were 700, 7,000, sorry, 337. So 7,337 servants, both male and female servants, went back with the Israelites. These were not Jews. Amen. The Jews that returned were 42,000. 360. So out of an entire nation that was taken into captivity, only 42,360 Jews continued to believe in God's great promises and returned to Jerusalem to rebuild their city and society. Can you imagine? Now, after building the temple's foundation, so they returned to Jerusalem and they built the temple's foundation, the people held a great celebration to, comm- to commemorate the accomplishment. And so most Bible scholars think that this celebration was the original setting for Psalms 107. So Psalms 107 was written to commemorate the building of the temple's foundation. 
So they build the temple foundation. The hard work is done. And now they are celebrating. All they have to do now is put on the edifice. Amen. So this is where Psalms 107 comes in. Amen. It is a song of thanksgiving composed by those who survived exile and made their way home. By offering praise and thanks to God for the story. Listen, listen, since for the story of Israel does not end with its exile and separation. Rather, it ends in restoration and hope. Amen. That's the way everything ends with God. Restoration and hope. And since that is why we ought to give God thanks. That is why we ought to give Jesus Christ thanks and praise. Because he's a restorer. Amen. He gives hope. Amen. He makes us hopeful. So my story, your story, our story will not end dreadfully. Amen. But rather the Lord Jesus will rescue us and take us home again safely. Let me tell you saints. The Bible says the Lord is our shepherd. And because he's our shepherd, we shall not want. Whatever your desire is this morning. Are you with me, saints? God is a restorer. Amen. God will give you hope. The Bible says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 7. Whose hope the Lord is. Is God your hope this morning? If God is your hope, it's going to be all right. Amen. It's good. God is, my hope is not in human beings. Psalm 62 verse 5 says, my soul, hope thou only in the Lord for my expectation is of him. Is your expectation of God? Is your hope of God? If it is, can you give the Lord a wave offering? Hallelujah. Say, Lord, my expectation is of you. My hope is in you. Yes, yes, you work through people, but my eyes are on you. Oh, hallelujah. Because you have a good record. We are told that you are good. Amen. He's good just like that. That's who he is. That's his character. Amen. He's not good sometimes and bad sometimes. Amen. You know the, you know the saying, God is good all the time. Some of, you don't, some of you, you don't say it like you believe it. Let's do it one more time. God is good and all the time. That's who he is. Since you can depend on God. And that's why it's good to give God praise and thanksgiving. Amen. Oh, I feel so good. This week I've been so blessed. I begin to contemplate and think of the goodness of the Lord. And I almost did a backflip. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I had to hold myself back because I realized I'm not that flexible. I might just injure myself. But believe me, I, I had all intentions. Amen. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. For the Lord is good. Yes. Oh, give thanks. We are the, I think a couple of months ago, we sang a song uh, that came directly from this verse. It says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he, for, say it again. Oh, give unto the Lord for, <laughs> for he is, yeah, for he is good. Yes, it's good. You see, you see, that's what he was singing. That's where, that's where the songwriter got this song from. Psalms 107. How many of you like me, you were brought up on the Old Testament scriptures turned into songs? Yes. These old folks, they had a way of putting melody to the word of God. So you could remember it. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, oh magnify the Lord for he. 
Hosanna. Blessed be. Yeah. That scripture. Hallelujah. How many of you think we should bring back some of these old songs? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. They have meaning. Amen. They were written by people who had experience with God. Oh, hallelujah. I see the smiles on some of your faces. It takes you back. You remember the faithfulness of God. Since that is why we should not hesitate to give God praise and give God thanks. I'm talking about giving him thanks in bad times, in good times. Every day it's good to give him praise. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. The Lord is our shepherd. Amen. You know, this path thanksgiving, it was very unique to me. Uh, in my contemplation, I realized that we often take each other for granted. We fail to tell each other thank you. Not intentionally. Because we've been so busy. But nevertheless, we fail to tell each other thank you. And so, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for those of you who are members of this church. Those of you who have been with us for a long time. Those of you who have been there and you have seen our challenges, our shortcomings, our failures. And yet still, you would stayed. Amen. I want to say thank you. I do not take you for granted. Amen. And I want to say especially for those of you who take a portion of your resources. You take a tenth of your income. Amen. And you give to this ministry for its continued existence. I thank you so much. Let me tell you, it's because of you we can pay the mortgage on this building. It's because of you we can keep the utilities on in this building. It's because of you we have a place to come in and use our gifts. It's because of you the singers can sing. Because the utilities are on. It's because of you I can stand here and minister the word. Are you with me, saints? So I do not want to take you for granted. And let me apologize for taking such a long time to say thank you. Amen? Can we do better in saying thank you? Let's not take our families for granted. With all, we, we know, hear, hear me, nobody's perfect. We all have issues and shortcomings. But that shouldn't prevent us from saying, yes. Thank you. Thank God for my spouse. Thank God for my church family. Thank God for a job. Thank God for the free oxygen. Thank God I'm still above earth. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God I'm still here. I'm not six feet deep. I'm still winning. Once I'm above earth, I'm still winning. It doesn't matter what the situation looks like. Well, maybe you, maybe you may not agree, but I tell you, I give God praise. This morning, I thank God. The alarm went off. Praise God. And I jumped up. I say, thank God I can move every muscle. Praise the Lord. I thank. No, look, this Thanksgiving was very unique to me. I took some time and began to think and begin to thank God for the little things I omitted to thank him for. Amen. Since let's do better, moving on. Is that all right? Amen. So we just read verse 1 to 3. It is a long psalm, but what I'm going to do since is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a summary of the entire psalm so you'll understand what the people of Israel were doing at the time they stood at the foundation of the temple to raise their hands and celebrate God. Amen. Now I said last week, brothers and sisters, giving thanks to God is not something you just say. 
You, amen. It is something you do. Giving thanks involves extended arms. Giving thanks involves dancing. Giving thanks involves twirling around in the presence of God. In other words, giving thanks is similar to what David did when he, when he got the ark on his way back to Jerusalem. The Bible says he began to twirl. He began to jump. Amen. He began to leap. The Bible says he leapt and leapt and leapt, giving thanks to God for his restoration. Amen. Don't you be afraid to give thanks unto God in the presence of your family. Amen. Praise the Lord. I move around in, in the house. Whether my wife or my son is there, I still say, thank you, Lord. I give you praise. Thank you, Lord, for this glass of water. Thank you, Lord. You know, can I be honest with you? Elder Brenda, you know what I found out? The most difficult place to give thanks most times is in the house. I found that out because... In the, because in the house, we know each other's fault. Hmm? Well, maybe not you. Let me talk in my house. Your house, praise. You, you, in a, a, long time ago, a long time ago, it was difficult for me to open my mouth in my house and say, Lord, I give you praise. Whether or not my wife was on the sofa or not. Because I was afraid she said, you hypocrite. Giving God thanks. You just did this, you just did that. But guess what I found out? Look, brothers and sisters. I know who's my judge. I know who I have to stand before. Amen? So I give him a praise. And I give him a thank. Now listen, now it's better. Amen? Now, but I, but I had to start. Anyhow, well, praise the Lord. That's okay. You know, sometimes you, you need to open up your mouth and let your children hear you say, Praise the Lord. You need to, hear, you, you need to let your kids say, Lord... Let me back up. You need to let your kids hear you say, Lord, I'm depending on you. Can I get a little more volume, please? My throat. <laughs> you need to let your family know that you depend on God. They need to know that you're depending on God. He's your source. You know what you're doing? This is what you're doing. You're training your children. Now I know in the English dictionary, the word train means to engage, to have a regimented lifestyle, so to speak. But in the Hebrew, the word train means to create a thirst for. <laughs> in other words, you live your life in such a way that the person who is in your immediate orbit, uh, your family, so <laughs> your family, they see that lifestyle. And the mind takes pictures of that lifestyle. You see, the mind sees through the eye. And what the mind does, it, phot it, it, it photographs and file images and store it up for later use. So when your children see you worshiping God, when they get in difficulty, I saw daddy praising God. I saw mommy praising God and they were restored. Guess what they're going to do? Praise the Lord. And in so doing, you've created an appetite for the Lord. Mm, can somebody say thank you Lord? thank you Lord yeah thank you Jesus that's why brothers and sisters we got to be thankful we need to hear the kid let the kids in the church hear us say thank you Lord thank you Jesus if it had not been for the Lord on my side where would I have been I tell you all the time boy God has been good to daddy what do you think he smiled God has been good to daddy God has been good to mommy hallelujah amen he'll get it he may be quiet but he'll get it He's still young. <laughs> Amen. I remember my days. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But you have to keep at it. 
What do you do? Keep at it. Keep at it. Amen? So let me give you a summary of the remainder of the chapter. We just read verse 1 to 3. I haven't, I haven't explained verse 1 to 3. But I want to give you a summary of this chapter because it is so beautiful. It's a psalm of restoration. Since I would advise that when you go home to read the psalm. But in the meantime, sit back and listen. Amen? In the, rem- in the remainder of the psalm, we see, listen, we see descriptions of the problems of people of any age. So the psalm is going to present to us descriptions of people all throughout history who had issues and they cried unto the Lord and the Lord did what? Delivered them. And when he delivered them, they gave him a thank you. And listen to me, brothers and sisters, this is why I came here to tell you. Because we are members of the same body. (laughs) Because God does not practice speciality. If you find yourself in some problems today, guess what? You too, me too, can cry unto the Lord. And he'll restore because he's good just like that. Oh, can you give God praise this morning? Can you give God praise? Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Since we have hope. We have a God who loves us. We have a God who cannot fail. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Amen. So perhaps where you are or someone around you might be even presently someone around us as you go through as we go through these problems maybe somebody who's here today may be going through the same problems and i want you to see what these people do so in verse 4 to 9 this is what's happening in verse 4 to 9 in verse 4 to 9 we observe a a desperate sightseer a traveler a sojourner one that's passing through who has lost their way in the desert in the desert Hungry, thirsty, and whose soul is about to faint in them. In search of direction, who finally finds a guide after they cried unto the Lord Jesus for help. That's what verse 4 to verse 9 is saying. It's telling us, brothers and sisters, sometimes in this world, you may lost your compass. You know, life doesn't come with a GPS. As you sojourn through this life, as you sojourn through, as you go through, you're going to come across challenges. Amen? Are you with me? You're going to come across challenges and setbacks and disappointments and betrayals. But I need you to hang in there. Amen? Because God is a restorer. Amen? Sometimes we find ourselves in a desert, lost, with no direction. I've come across so many people who tell me, Pastor... Why am I here? They're looking for a compass. They're looking for a GPS. Looking for some sort of guide. But I'm here to tell you, all you got to do is cry unto the Lord. Amen. And he will send you help. Guess what? I may be the help for some of you this morning. (laughs) Amen. Now when you cry unto the Lord, don't expect heaven to open and hear my Lord. No, that's not how he functions. (laughs) you need to listen when you ask be an expectation to hear he may speak through the radio while you listen that is why it's important to always ensure you surround yourself with spiritual nourishment amen because God just God just might talk through the radio while the word of God is being preached amen are you with me saints 
Glory be to Jesus. And so we see God meeting these people at the point of need. Amen. Look at the description. Lost in the desert. Hungry and thirsty. You know, we all came in this world with a hole. H-O-L-E. A hole in us. Let me say that. We all came into this world with a hole. H-O-L-E in us. It's like there is something in us that needs satisfying. Amen. Food can't do it. Can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say it again? Food cannot satisfy that hole. Food cannot fill that hole. Friendship with people cannot fill that hole. Let me say it again. Watching movies cannot fill that hole. Having four, five, six different relationships cannot fill that hole. Because that hole was created by God for himself. I found out what we are lo really looking for is for God. Amen. Amen. Not for, we think we need everything else, but no, we need God, saints. And so we are walking, so, so journeying through this life, and thoughts are going through our head. You need this, you need that, you need to be no, you don't need anything. You need God. Amen. Amen. We need God. And when you get to that point of satisfaction, a smile will break on your face. Hallelujah. Now I'm ready for life because I found the source of life. Now I'm ready to do life. Many of us think we are ready to do life with that hole. No, you are not. If you don't get that hole fixed, you'll depend on somebody else to fill that hole. The devil is a liar. No man, no woman, no pastor, no deacon can fill that hole. And you get to listen, listen, listen. You have to know that quick and in a hurry. Else you will, you will give somebody else a hernia trying to get them to fill that hole. The first, my wife is there. The first two years of our marriage was rocky. I was trying to get her to fill that hole. Because I didn't realize what I was doing. Trying to get her to fill my hole. Take God's place. And because of that it was rocky. Oh, but when I got the whole field. <laughs> oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. I became a new man. Then I was ready to do life. Then I wasn't harassing her. She could be at peace and at ease. Amen. I was all right then. I, I, I don't know how to put it to you again. But that's why I say we need to give God thanks and praise. Because we are all traveling somewhere. And we all need restoration. We are all going through a desert. You know that. This life is like a desert. Just one death to the other. Without God. Without direction. Can be very challenging. But how many of you, how many of you thank God for God? The Bible says. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. As you walk through. As you sojourn through this life. As you go through. All you have to do is cry unto the Lord. That's what you got to do. Jesus. I need help. <laughs> Ooh, that's all you got to say Jesus I need help yeah yeah when you come to your wit's end you say Jesus I need help and the psalmist is saying we were in Babylon in bondage crushed our spirit crushed and we cried out Jesus Help! And the Lord began to move on the heart of Cyrus. 
<laughs> oh, can somebody say thanks be to God? And that's what God will do. He'll begin to move on the hearts of human beings to bring freedom and direction and satisfaction. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need. Jesus, help. And he'll come running. He'll come running. I told you the story of that young lady. She was a Buddhist. You remember a couple of months ago, she was a Buddhist. And she, as, norm, as usual, she, she was doing her, her different um, chants and worship. And she was worshiping. She, she was a Buddhist for about 10 years. And that afternoon, in the evening, she came. And she was doing her chanting. And then she rushed up and said, hold on. I've been doing this for 10 years. I mean, is there really a God? And she said, God, if you are real. Will you show me the way? And a light just came from anywhere, just came from nowhere, a light. And it began to pulse it. And a voice came from the light saying, tomorrow I'll send you a man. Yes. All she said was, Jesus, help. <laughs> and just like that, God broke protocol. And a light invaded the room. Uh, can you give God praise and thanks? Hallelujah. He's just waiting for somebody to depend on him. For somebody to say, Lord, this life I cannot do by myself. I need your help, Lord Jesus. Oh God, I give you praise. And since the quicker you reach there, is the more satisfied you'll be. Ah, oh God, I give you praise. It's the more fulfilled you'll be. Because you will learn to lean on the everlasting arms. And that's some good arm to lean on. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, we had a song singing, leaning, leaning. Uh, you know that song? Leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarm. You know the song? Oh, Hallelujah. Anybody else leaning on the Lord today? Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Ah. Since I tell you, it's time to start leaning on the Lord. And giving him thanks and praise and crying out to God. It's time to do what? Leaning on the Lord and thanking him and giving him praise and giving him glory. Giving him what? Glory. I have an exhibit. I'm going to show you what all these people said and how God delivered them. Exhibit number one. There is a scripture that's repeated four times. Psalms 107 verse 6. It says, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of their distresses. Psalms 107 verse 13. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distresses. Psalms 107 verse 19. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he, see, he saved them out of their distresses. Psalms 107 verse 28. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he bringeth them out of their distresses. Listen to me saints. God can bring you out of your distress. All you need to do is cry unto the Lord. Cry unto the Lord. Tell him about it. You, you know the song. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him about your troubles. He will do what? 
He will hear your humble cry. That's what he'll do. He'll answer. Yes, he will. If he answer them, <laughs> he'll answer you. Listen to me. This week, I've been praying that prayer. Elbron and I have came here saying, Lord, I thank you. Just like you did it for them. Just like they cried on you. And you delivered them from the trouble and the distress. I'm in trouble. I'm in distress. Lord, I need your deliverance. Oh God, I give you praise. Send angels like you did and make a way. Since you got to pray this prayer. You got to know the scripture and pray them out. Because God is no respect of persons. If you deliver them, he'll deliver you. Oh God, I give you praise. And these are there for us. So we can pray them. Amen. And say, God, you are the same God. Of yesterday, today, and forever. You are still a great deliverer. Hallelujah. Oh God, I give you praise. Anybody love the Lord this morning? Can you say thank you, Lord? Can you say thank you, Lord? Hallelujah. 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 If you're in trouble today, if you're listening here and you're in trouble today. Yes. Hallelujah. Any trouble of some sort or, or if you feel troubled by a circumstance. Or if there is something weighing heavily on your heart. All you got to do is say, Jesus, help. Oh God, we give you praise. Can you give him glory? Can you say Jesus? There's power in that name. Jesus, we need your help. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous can run into it. And find safety. Say help. Jesus. Help. Run into that name. Run into that name. That's how you run into that name. You cry unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh we've got a name. We've got a name. We've got a name. We've got a name we can run into. We've got a name we can use. A name that's above every name. Hallelujah. Yes, that's how you praise him. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, I think I need to take a break and drink a little water. <laughs> is that all right? Oh, we bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. All the time. God is good and God is good. Say it again. All the time. All the time. God is good and God is good. All the time. And God is good. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. You say it and frustrate the devil. Say it until the devil runs. It doesn't matter how many stuff he throws at you in life. Say God is good. All the time. And all the time, God is good. Say it with tears in your eyes. Look, I'm telling you what I've done since. I'm not telling you what I haven't done. I have said it with tears in my eyes. Believe in God. I still believe God. I still believe you, God. Because God is good. And all the time. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so the psalmist starts, Psalms 107, he says, oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. I like that word, oh, here. 
because it's indicative of an exclamation. Amen. It's a shout. Amen. It's a shout, a scream, or a yell. It's a what? A shout, a scream, or a yell. It's not something, in other words, thanking God, the Lord Jesus, is not something we should be quiet about. Say, let me say that again. It's thanking God is not something we should be quiet about. You got to express your thanks with joy. Amen. Loud. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, you know, are you getting me sense? So the psalmist implores his audience to give thanks to the Lord. And that's us. Join him in giving thanks to the Lord. The word give thanks, amen, is one Hebrew word. The Hebrew word is yada. Give thanks is one Hebrew word. Amen. It is what? Yada. And what does yada mean? It means to hold out the hand. To revere and worship with extended hands. That's it. That's it. Can you do these things? Can you do? That, that's, what, that, that's what the Bible translates as giving thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I, I yada. Yada. Yeah, you lift your hands and you open adoration and laudation. Amen. And that's a way of giving God your heart. Saying, Lord, I'm yours. I give you my heart. I lift my soul to you. And the way you express it is with open arms. Hallelujah. You are free to come in. You are free to lift my soul. Oh, hallelujah. Can somebody yada the Lord today? Hallelujah. Yada the Lord. Hallelujah. That's how you revere and worship the Lord. Extended arms. Arms outstretched. In submission to God. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. Amen. It has nothing to do with, nothing to do with personality. Well, well, pastor, I'm shy. That has nothing to do with being shy. That's how you give God thanks and praise. And the world needs to know that because God is the only one who can deliver you. Oh, oh, oh God, we give you praise. Yeah, yes. And you don't have to wait to come to church to yada the Lord at the house. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus in the presence of your family. Lord, I just yada you this morning. Ooh, I give you glory. I give you glory. Hallelujah. Since it, 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 and it's a form of humility. Amen. You're showing God, man, God, I'm like a baby. You told me to yada you. I'm not going to look around and see who's there before I do it. I'm going to humble myself because you are final authority. Amen. Oh, can somebody give the Lord a hand? Father, we thank you. We bless you this morning. We bless you this morning. We bless you this morning. Hallelujah. And so he said, Oh, give thanks. And who is this thanks directed to? We see the thanks is directed to the Lord Jesus. Amen. Can you go back to our text? The thanks is directed to our Lord Jesus. Being, he said, give God thanks. Why? For he is what? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. For his what? His mercy endures forever. Two reasons to give God thanks. He's good. And his mercy. 
Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Since, do you realize the only thing God wants from us is thanksgiving? Amen. That is all. God is not asking you to get out of your way. All he wants to do is give him thanks. Everywhere you are. Give him thanks. You don't have to be in a particular place to give him thanks. Amen. Because thanksgiving should be a lifestyle. Amen. Amen. Thanksgiving should be what? A lifestyle. We are called to a life of thanksgiving. There is a verse that's repeated four times in, the, in Psalms 107. I want to bring it to your attention. Listen to what the verse is saying. Exhibit number four. Can you go to exhibit number four? Listen, it says, it's in verse 8, verse 15, verse 21, and verse 31. It says what? Oh, that human beings would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. It wasn't only once in the text, four times. Verse 15 again. Oh, that human beings would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 21 again, all oh, that human beings would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And finally in verse 31, all oh, that human beings would what? Praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. And the implication is that when we fail to give God thanks, we are forfeiting the Lord's help. <laughs> we are missing out because God does, not, God does not need anything from you and I. Let me say that slowly. God needs nothing from you and I. We need God. God does not need us. Turn to Psalms 50. Psalms 50. Let's read verse 12 to 15. I'm going to show you. God told the children of Israel how to honor him with their substance. Listen to what God told some of the Jews who had difficulties in honoring him with their possession as he told them to. Psalms 50 verse 12. God said to them, if I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you. And here's why. For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Verse 13 says, will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Say, God said, look, I'm a spirit. I don't eat physical things. Mm -hmm. Verse 14. Offer unto God what? <laughs> oh glory that word thanksgiving is not yada but it is toda 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 not yada toda now yada is an extension of toda it means adoration it means confession. So this is what this is what is saying here. After you stretch your hands out, you begin to open your mouth and give God glory. Amen. You begin to lord him with praise. Amen. You begin to make him large with your mouth. That is what thanksgiving in our text here means. Toda, it means to give God total praise, give him total glory. Total adoration. 
Because he's a good God. He's a what? Good God. Can you turn to, uh, can you go back to our text, verse, verse 1? Let me just end with this right here. Because I need to bring this to your attention. God is such a wonderful God. You look, you see the word for his mercy endureth forever. You see the word endureth, the word endureth is not in the original translation. But the insertion was divinely inspired. The translators of the Bible place endureth here. But it is, was not in the original translation. And the reason why they put it there is because it so properly describes the quality of God's mercies. This is what I mean. Endureth means to tolerate, to undergo, to bear with, to suffer long. How many of you agree that God suffers long with some of us? How many of you agree that God tolerates some of us? <laughs> His mercy has tolerated some of us. You hear me? God's mercy has endured Israel's stupidity. God's mercy has endured Israel's disobedience. God's mercy has endured their stiff nakedness. Yes, God has tolerated, put up with, and underwent a lot with the nation of Israel and with us. Yeah, God's mercy and his mercy is still not done as yet. He's still putting up with our stupidity. Still putting up with our stiff nakedness. Still making a way for us. His mercy endures forever. Wow. Always a second chance. There is always a crack opening the door. You, you, Oh, God never shuts the door on us. You hear me? He'll always leave the lights on like Motel 6. <laughs> I'll leave the lights on for you. <laughs> Isn't God a wonderful God? Oh, uh, when I think of how, when I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, I just want to chant. I want to shout and give him praise. I want to give him glory. I want to give him honor for he's such a good God. His mercy endureth forever. <laughs> Can you stretch your hands out and give him glory? Can you say thank you Lord for your mercy endures forever. You've always had my back. Always, always had my back. Even when I turned my back on your direction, always had my back. Always looked out for me. Always made a way when there was no way. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because that's what a good father do does. Hallelujah. Can you give the Lord one more yada? Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And since I implore you, I implore you, as the year comes to an end, take some time to yada the Lord. Don't let a day pass without thanking God for his mercies, for his grace. Thanking him that there's always a second chance for me. He's a God of a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. God never gives up on you and I. What kind of God is this? Think of what kind of God is this? Wow. Human beings may shut the door on you and I, but not God. Fuck may say I'm done with you. Amen. I've had enough of you, but not God. His mercy endureth. Oh. 
Wow. Wow. And so God, we thank you today. If you're looking today and you're not saved, oh, today's a good day to be saved. Today's a good day to experience his mercy that endures forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.